Good morning. Thank you, gang. Good to see you here. Hands up. Who's got one of these at home? I need help because I've been away and I realised that this is the chapel advent calendar and um, it hasn't been opened yet. So there's three doors up for grabs. Now, we'll start with anyone who's not had chocolate this morning. So, honesty test. Yeah, okay, come and join me. Stand here. Stand here. Right, other honest people who have... Oh, okay, Leah, come on, you've not had chocolate this morning. Oh, good. And you've not had chocolate this morning. Okay, come and stand here. Right, excellent. The rest of you sit down next time. Sorry. Now, an advent calendar, let's see if we know. What is an advent calendar for? Chocolates. It's for chocolates, isn't it? That's the root of it. Hold on, I'm just going to grab my microphone so you can be heard. Pink one, pink one, pink one. Okay. What is an advent calendar for? Counting days till Christmas. Counting days till Christmas, very good. What else do you think Advent's for? Not sure, are you? Any, what, any ideas? I don't know. Just the chocolate. Okay, is that interesting? Yes? Um, it's like counting up to Jesus' birthday. Yeah, very good. Counting up to Jesus' birthday. Hands down, thank you. Well, actually, Advent was set up to give us a sense of excitement, but also fasting. Yeah. Yeah, fasting, like chocolate. Sweet. Isn't that interesting? That actually Advent, like a lot of things about Christmas, was set up for us to fast and remember Jesus, and yet most mornings we wake up and we eat chocolate. Now, could you find door number one? I've given you a hint there, and this is for you to open. There it is. Door number one there. No. Okay, pop it open. You can have the chocolate in there. You can read that as well. What does it say there? What does it say? Can you read that aloud? This is the story of a very special baby. As you've been... Your journey. Don't forget to look at your book. There's a page for every day. Okay, well, I've got the book in the chapel, so you can look at that. Do you want to bust that open? Okay, that's it. Go on. Use your nails, use your fingers. A lot of good. Fair trade, meaningful chocolate. This one is right here. The fair trade. Got it? Show everybody that it's real. Can you find number two? Okay, and then number three. So we've got advent calendars. We've got advent calendars to help us count down to that special day. And we're going to look at this morning about how maybe some things got a little bit confused in what the message of Christmas is about. Let me introduce you to another advent calendar up here. This is the Porsche limited edition advent calendar. It's about the size of a telephone box and it's yours for one million dollars. One million dollars, they've made eight of them, they've all sold out, sorry, so it's not yours, anybody here wanting to buy one. Um, inside this advent calendar, you can see there there's a watch that's got jewels and diamonds in it. There's also a, a voucher for an 18-metre speedboat. Uh, you can also get 18-karat gold sunglasses. I think that's day 12. I haven't ch- quite checked. Um, one million US dollars, ladies and gentlemen, for an advent calendar, all sold out. I wonder if we've got some of this Christmas stuff a little bit skew with. Right, let's see what's behind your door number two. Come on, come on, Leah, hurry up, come on. There she goes, get in there, you have to poke from behind. It's not easy, is it, eh, Christmas? It's not easy. It's very stressful. Have you noticed Christmas? It's a very stressful time. Got it? No. No. You've got ten seconds left. There she goes. Right, do you want to read what's behind your door? Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth, a small town in the Holy Land. Okay, and then finally for today... The people living in the Holy Land were ruled by the Romans. Okay, very good. Round of applause for our chocolate eaters. Look, you get a clap for eating chocolate. Off you go. What? It's amazing, isn't it? That you could get an advent calendar from Tesco's, like we got there, or an advent fair trade one online. Or if you've got more money than cents, arguably, for a million dollars, you could buy that advent calendar. 
Do you know, last Friday was Black Friday, and then on the Monday it was Cyber Monday, and this is some of the figures and the statistics. Here we go, ready? Yeah, I know, it's a day where a lot of people went online to shop for Christmas. They made big savings, so much savings, that if you combined America and Britain, £28 billion worth was spent. Savings. So they spent £28 billion worth in four days. Yeah, party on, eh? But look at this next slide. For 30 billion, everybody in the world could have clean water. Now that's interesting, isn't it? We can spend for four days nearly all of that, or we can spend a bit more than that and give everybody clean water, which for us doesn't seem very important. But for many of the children I've worked with and others here have set hand out with, they've had a long walk this morning to get some water. So this Christmas, I wonder if we can spend less and give a bit more. And we're going to look at that now. So I need to tidy up here because I'm going to have invite three people up here who don't know it yet, but they're going to be part of a drama. And it could get messy, so I need everyone to take th- three bum shuffles back, if you could go three bum shuffles back. So, excellent. All right. All right, Beth Declare, up you come. Well done, well volunteered. Excellent. Beth, you're not listening. Excellent, well volunteered. Okay. Um, um, Joe, could you find a son or a daughter that could go on your shoulders, please? That would be really handy. Beth, would you stand here? And... Um, Yes, sir, could you come and join me, please? Yes, very good. Right, welcome up here. Here we go. If you could stand, stand here. All right, you're taller. Good, yes, good, good. Okay, this is a story about Herod and his forest with three special trees. Because King Herod, right, he had loads of money. He would have bought, shh, you are a tree, okay? And you are a tree, and you are a tree. Okay, so let's see the tree impressions. Our first tree impression, Go. Okay, not bad, not bad. Yes, our second tree impression. All right, yes. And our third tree impression. Okay, it goes narrow at the top. That's Christmas tree-esque, isn't it? That one's going up there. Okay, right. you can rest for a minute. So Herod is the guy that when the three kings or the three wise men or the three, we don't know how many there were really, do we? But these wise men came, they went to see Herod. So Herod was like top dollar. He had everything. But he also had insecurity and he also had worries and he also had fear. And he'd heard there was another king being born and he was a bit nervous. So he chatted with these wise people and said, when you find this new king, could you tell me? Because I'd love to go and worship him too. And he had a forest. And in that forest he had three trees. And these three trees had dreams. This fine tree dreamt of being a treasure chest like this. And inside this treasure chest would be jewels and gold and shiny objects. And it would be like, yes, I'd have wealth and I'd have all of these things. And people would go, amazing. The next tree dreamt of being chopped down and turned into a galleon, a sailing ship that would sail the world with famous people on it, kings and queens and princes and princesses and royalty. They would be on this ship and it would sail around the world. This tree right here didn't ever want to be chopped down. It wanted to grow into the tallest tree ever so that everybody would look up to it and say, wow, look at that tree, just as you're looking up there and go, wow, look at that tree, amazing. That's, that's Columbia, apparently, that tree, that Columbia. Made in Columbia. Okay, so we've got a treasure chest of a tree. We've got a galleon, big sailing ship, lots of rich people. And we've got a tree that wants to never be chopped down. Now, what we need, King Herod, he had... A, a guy who was in charge of maintenance in the garden. So would you please give it up for Herod's gardener. Here he comes. Herod's gardener on his way. Yep. 
How are we doing? How are we doing, Harris Gardner? Oh. oh, look at these lovely trees. Yes. Give oh my gosh, I can't wait to chop them down. I can't wait. Well, you know what? You know what, Harris Gardner? I've oh, got for what you. What have you got for me? The tools of the trade. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But health and safety. Yeah, you're no. right. Thank you, Joe. Health and safety. Don't so worry. we have got don't this worry. He'll for health me. and safety. Oops, I don't know what that was. Oh, that's the battery for the chainsaw that we chose not to bring this morning. Can you hear me? Can you, can you hear me testing? One, two. Right. So here we are. Thank you for the battery for the chainsaw. Um, so Harris Gardner was in charge of pruning and taking care and chopping down the trees. And the day came when it was time for the trees to be chopped down. So off he went to the first tree that wanted to be a treasure chest. And he took a look at the roots and the branches. He polished his saw ready in anticipation. And he pretended <laughs> to chop down the tree. Chunk! And the tree fell slowly with a creaking crash. <laughs> a very gentle and graceful clash to the floor. And that tree was given to a carpenter. And that carpenter turned it into a feeding trough for animals. The disappointment on his face. He wanted to be a treasure chest. Instead it becomes a feeding trough for animals. The time came for the second tree to be chopped down, wanting to be the galleon, the ship that sails the seven seas with the famous people. Take your time and chop away. <laughs> she took her time, but there she went down and she killed. And there she is, and it was taken to a shipyard. And with excitement, she approached the shipyard, and the shipmakers got together and they cut and they saw and they nailed and they painted and they turned her into a fishing boat on Lake Galilee. A smelly fishing boat within days with all the fish guts and the scales and the smell all over her. The disappointment on her face. And then the last tree that didn't want to be chopped down. <gasps> when the woodsman came towards the tree, he was like, no! He was like, no! <laughs> Don't touch! Don't chop! <laughs> no! And the woodsman, being a kind, caring, thoughtful soul, said, I'm chopping this baby down. <laughs> and so, with a heave and a chop and a chip and a whatever they do, boom, the tree fell down. Oh, beautifully done. Look at that execution. <laughs> Excellent execution. And perfect. And then it was chopped down and was chopped into two pieces and then put in the back of a barn. Round of applause for our chopsman, woodsman. Yay! Excellent, thank you. Yeah, I'll look after that. You look after that. I'll look after that. You look after that. Okay. Feeding trop. Wanted to be full of treasure. Special gifts ever. And the wise men, they brought some special gifts. You can stay there because you're going to be back in in a minute. Don't go in there. Don't go in. The wise men, they brought some special gifts and this Herod was like, yeah, tell me where Jesus is, won't you? Wink, wink. Because you know what? Herod had everything. But inside, he was twisted, he was jealous, he was worried, he was frightened there was another king, even if it was a baby. And he did some horrible things to try and track down and destroy this baby called Jesus. Yet, of course, the treasure chest that became a feeding trough wanted to carry the best treasure ever. One day, in the stable where it was, 
the animals had been cleared out, new straw had been put in. And then suddenly this young couple arrived and, and they had a new baby and it was making a bit of a noise and, and it found itself holding in its straw and in its manger, as it's also known, this new baby. He thought, well, this is a bit weird. Normally I have some kind of donkey food, but now I've got a baby. And then suddenly these wise men arrived and there they are worshipping and giving these gifts and then these shepherds arrive and these parents are so amazing and full of love and hope and yet they've got nothing. The treasure chest that wanted to be a treasure chest suddenly realised maybe I am a treasure chest. Maybe I have got what I need and actually all that treasure and gold and stuff is not what I needed. I just needed to hold on to Jesus. The ship meanwhile had been sailing Um, with some disciples for many years young fishermen who got into debt to own this ship that was the rules of those days you couldn't afford a a fishing vessel so if you wanted a fishing vessel you had to borrow the money who's borrowed money for Christmas? don't put your hands up but as a society we will borrow millions and millions this Christmas to pay for our presents presents that can you remember what you got last year? and the fishermen had to go into debt to try and earn a living and they were probably in debt for most of their lives for this fishing boat but there it was the fishing boat smelling 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 of uh, fish um, and out one day it had some of the disciples back on the boat with Jesus who'd now grown up and he'd done a big talk lots of people and he was pretty cream crackered and so he was lying down in this boat asleep and the disciples who were fishermen were kind of doing the thing getting the boat to the other side of the shore when suddenly a big storm came rain Jesus was fast asleep. Isn't it wonderful? God gave us a gift of a baby, human. And then God gave us a gift of a man, human, snoring, tired, exhausted. But the disciples were like, ah, we're going to die. The storm was big. It was chucking everything around. The water was coming in. They're used to this kind of thing. But no, we're going to drown. We're going to die. Wake up, Jesus. Can you imagine that conversation? Who's going to wake Jesus up? He's really asleep. But we're going to die. Wake up, Jesus. He'll know what to do. So they wake up, Jesus. Jesus wakes up, rubs his eyes, looks around, sees the storm, sees his disciples, a bit disappointed in his eyes, and then says to the storm, stop. And the storm stops. Baby Jesus, human. Man Jesus asleep, God calming the storm. And the boat says, oh my goodness, I wanted to carry the most important people in the world. I wanted to have famous people. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be well known. And I've got someone on my boat who can calm the storm, who can tell the waves to stop. And then our final two pieces of wood in the back of a barn. Do you remember? Chopped down, wanted to be a place where everybody looked at. Well, suddenly they were dragged out quite roughly by some people who were very angry. They had blood on their hands already and they took the two pieces of wood and they nailed them together. And then suddenly they found that there was a man being put upon this wood. The man was in pain. The man was hurting. People were laughing at this man. People were spitting at this man. And suddenly they found they were elevated into a position that looked like a cross. And those two pieces of wood that wanted to be looked up forever but didn't know what was happening when they were chopped down and put in a barn suddenly realised oh my goodness we're being looked at but we're being laughed at and we're being spat on and this person is suffering and is hurting and who is he and why but today 2,000 years later people still look up to a cross and what happened on that cross round of applause for our three trees ladies and gentlemen our three trees that gave it their all
How many of you parents or even children have ever re-gifted? Do you know what re-gifting is? Re-gifting is where you get a present. Oh, thank you, auntie. It's lovely, we lie. And then come December the 1st, we really, we've still got it. I know, I'll give this away because I got it. Mm, anybody re-gifted anything? Yeah, it's called re-gifted. Thank you for the honesty amongst the young folk and the children. The adults are sitting there going, no, because the person who gave it to me is sitting next to me and I'm not going to, not going to admit to that one. It's called re-gifting. Isn't it amazing that at Christmas, God gave us Jesus as a gift? And for those of us here that are Christians, our job is to re-gift it. Our job is to give it away. Our job is to say, do you know about this Jesus? Do you know what God did? Have you heard the story about what Christmas is about? Our task and our challenge is to re-gift this Christmas. But of course we may have spent money already or we might think about spending money already. But on the stage right now uh, is my mum's Christmas present that me and Promise have made. Looks a bit like a manger, but it's a flower pot. And I said to my mum uh, a few months ago, talking about Christmas plans, etc. And I said, uh, Mum, I can't remember what you got me last Christmas. And I soon realised I couldn't remember. All the effort, all the time, all the tinsel, all the wrapping, but I can't remember. And she said, yeah, I can't remember what you got me last Christmas either, Paul. And I thought, well, maybe I didn't get you a present, Mum, sorry. She said, you know what, this Christmas, let's make it special. I've seen you're making flower pots recently. Could you make me one? And out of recycled decking from my next door neighbours, and he doesn't know about the decking, I, oh, I got permission from him because he'd taken it up. Out of my next door neighbours' decking, we have made several pots, and last night to our godparents, we gave them a, a, a flower pot that Heather had put the flowers bits in, and, I'd, and me and Promise had made the, uh, the wooden bit. We have made this, and um, we're going to put a second coat on it, and then we'll plant it up. My mum's coming down next weekend to see Bethlehem, and, and we're going to give it to her, for, and I know where it's going. And I guarantee next Christmas she'll remember what I gave her this Christmas, because of the love and the effort and the time that Promise and I put into making it. And I wonder if that's something we could get into a bit more this Christmas. What have I spent on this? I had to buy a few more screws, that's screws, that's it. But otherwise, the compost that's going in there is from our composter. <laughs> so you might find some things sprouting out of it that we didn't plan to be in there. Some tomatoes, etc. The flowers are coming from our flower bed and we'll buy a little few ones to add it and make it colourful. But ultimately, the wood that it sits in and the heart and the love that's been put in it is what my mum will remember every time she looks out of a window to see it. What could we make this Christmas? There's a, there's a young member of this, this church here. Come up right now, please. And last week, she, I got shown this document that she's made. It's incredible. Come on up. Here she comes. Look at this. This is one of the best Christmas presents I've ever seen. Uh, introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, I'm Shola. Shola. And what have you been doing over the last days, weeks, months? I made a book. You made a book. Okay, tell us a bit more. It's like a self-help book, but she's not like depressed or anything. <laughs> no, it's like... I wanted to make something nice and then I wanted to make it rather than buy it because, you know, it's the thought that counts. And who's it for? It's for Emma. And why? Because she's nice and, yeah, I thought I'd make something nice. And did it take you ten minutes? No. No, your dad's a bit cross with you, isn't he? Yeah. Why? Because it took uh, a few months. A few months. Can you turn a page over without giving away too much and open it for everyone to see? Um, yes, that's perfect. It's just like this. So this was all blank? Yeah. And then you've coloured that page in and then Tipex or something. Mm -hmm. And then you come up with some little quotes. Can I read this one out? Can you read that one out to everybody? Um, it's day 17, it says on the top. Oh, wait, no, I did a different one. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, read one you want to read. Here we go. That's good. That's a good one. Okay, um, this is day 16. It says, be queen of your own empire. And then the coloured page says, create your own happiness. 
Brilliant. And that's going to encourage you every day. And how did you feel getting that? Really good, eh? Best present ever. Round of applause. Shola there and the gift she's made. I wonder if, because you don't have to be super creative, but you've just got to try. So this Christmas, what we're thinking is, yes, can we spend less? Can we not have to get into debt? Can we create presents that actually people remember for a long time? long time. It was my daughter Honor's 14th birthday party Friday week on Black Friday and she had cards with five pound notes that fell out and she was quite chuffed because she saved with a new phone. But then a card came with no money in it but with a letter, a handwritten two-sided letter from her best buddy. And I watched as she forgot the fivers and read the letter from her best buddy and I've watched her reread it and reread it and reread it again. And that has meant more to her than those five pounds. Now she can't wait to get a new phone. But do you know what? Someone took time to write some words of love and thank you and gratitude. And they're the ones that she's holding on to most. And she will have a new phone within two years' time and that old phone that those five has bought. But I guarantee, like many of you, she'll hold on to that letter for a lot, lot longer. What is it that we can do? Because you know what? Our presence can be the best present. Your ears... <laughs> Come stand up a minute. This is great. <laughs> Your ears can be the best gift you can give someone. Now, I'm not going to get my axe out and chop them off, I promise. But what that means is, I wonder if we could make time this Christmas just to go and listen to someone, tell a story, tell about their life and be there and ask them questions and listen with our ears because that can be a great gift. It's a big challenge we've got this year. And we're going to sing a song, so if the band could come up and come and join us for worship. We've got adults, we've got challenges thrown out to there about debt and about what we're going to spend our money on. We were giggling earlier because, of course, this is the first time we've done Spend Less. And the first thing you hear is, would you like to buy a CD after church? <laughs> you know, here we, we face that dilemma. We have an Advent calendar, we eat chocolate, and yet Advent is about fasting and waiting for God's Son come to earth. We have these challenges, and they're here, and they're living, and they're real. How are we going to respond? So children, we stand up quietly. Sam, over to you.